Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Magic Mike. Now, today in the studio, well, in the virtual room, we have Pete Alexander. Welcome to my show, Pete. Oh, thank you for having me on the show, Bharat. So, Pete, you're the host of Winning at Business and Life. Tell us more about your podcast. Sure. It's uh, a seven-minute podcast uh, mm -hmm. that interviews successful business leaders, and I ask them uh, six questions, and we have seven minutes, approximately seven minutes, to uh, answer those questions. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it's not like a, like speed dating kind of a thing. It's <laughs> it's a conversation. It's a nice conversation, and and the business leaders they uh, share a, a, a business insight and mm -hmm. also something personal that uh, the listeners get uh, a sense of both their. Uh, business sense and their personal background and it, it's become very popular nice and just out of curiosity what made you do it like you know a short format because you know there's this debate where you know podcast should be this length podcast should be that length what made you go with that short format six seven minutes knock it out it, it basically fit with um my book that I published, uh, Lighten Your Day, uh, mm -hmm. back in 2019. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is a book that helps people with uh, quick and easy stress relief that only takes one to five minutes. So mm -hmm. I wanted to, you know, reali realizing that um, people's time is so valuable, I thought to myself, what could I do from the podcast format mm -hmm. that would allow people to get uh, the listeners to get some great value, but not in a lot amount, a uh, large amount of time, and so that's that's where the uh, uh, six questions in seven minutes came from. Gotcha. Now, Pete, you know, going down into the technical side of things, what is your setup that you use at first, and what is the setup that you're using right now? Uh, my setup at first, I was just using my regular um, laptop webcam and uh, the, the microphone, built-in microphone and speakers in it. Mm -hmm. So the audio was uh, pretty, pretty, uh, I wouldn't say poor, but it wasn't optimal, mm -hmm. um, you know, because you could hear, uh, you know, kind of like that, uh, you know, echoing kind yeah. of sound. Exactly. So yeah. that wasn't very, uh, um, very good. And now, uh, as I've, you know, gone through 250 plus episodes, you know, mm -hmm. you learn, for, you learn from what, what, um, what works and what doesn't work. And so mm -hmm. I upgraded to a headset. I upgraded my webcam, mm -hmm. um, my office setup, how I've got it designed. Mm -hmm. I use a, uh, cause I, I, I do both video and audio for my podcast. So, um, uh, I have a green screen behind me and, nice. uh, and, and also a studio lighting so um so yeah i've i, I i've made it uh, look much better than it than it was back, <laughs> so, back in the day basically you just made yourself a mini home studio exactly yeah if you look like in my original first 20 30 episodes and stuff i you know it was just my regular back my mm -hmm. office with um my old pictures on the wall and, <laughs> and then i got a banner because um, nice. i you know i couldn't get the uh, virtual background to work mm -hmm. very well so i got an actual physical background and then once i got the virtual background upgraded um mm -hmm. Then, uh, then I went with the green screen, and uh, um, and it just uh, that plus the the good microphone um, mm -hmm. really made a, a a big difference. Nice. So, uh, did you did you have any you know backhand knowledge of podcasting, or did you just you know went went down where you know I have to research about this. I want to get it out. 
How did oh. that approach came about? Yeah, I, I had no idea. I mean, I had listened to some podcasts and um, what, uh, you know, what I decided to do, it, it actually, I, I didn't just all of a sudden one day say, oh, I want to start a podcast. Um, what, it, what happened was uh, I was, uh, you know, I do primarily my promotion on LinkedIn because it's a business to business podcast. Mm -hmm. And so I, um, I was there in um, 20, it was, it was late 2019. And I was looking at um, my connections and I was thinking, you know, I've got some great connections here, but I'm not doing anything to really cultivate the relationship uh, mm -hmm. more. And so I thought, what could I do? And uh, then I came up with the idea to add value by uh, starting a podcast and, and helping them uh, share their message. And so uh, I started, started doing that and started getting connected with um, a lot of wonderful people that I've met uh, on LinkedIn through the podcast. Nice, nice. I mean, that, that's a great, because LinkedIn is a place for connecting, you know, meeting, making connections in that sense. And podcast is actually doing a very similar thing. Mm -hmm. creating, exactly. that connect, creating that connections, creating that conversations. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing of, you know, my roughly 250 guests, you know, I would say that easily, easily 50 to 60% of those, uh, I consider them my friends now. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, so it's, it's been a really great, um, great experience for me. Nice. So, you know, coming down to the app side of the podcasting, because I see mm -hmm. 2021, you know, there's been a lot of apps released. I mean, big uh, clubhouse may be like Descript, you mm -hmm. know, apps that sort of like, um, helping the audio, um, or, or audio error, I would say the, the, the rebirth of audio, I would say. So. So what kind of apps do you use to produce your podcast? Uh, well, in addition to, you know, the, the, the normal podcast apps that I distribute to what mm -hmm. I actually, you know, I, I'm pretty simple in, in what I use. So, mm -hmm. uh, what I do is I, I, uh, publish on uh, Megaphone. And mm -hmm. um, so Megaphone then distributes the audio podcast to all my major channels. Um, and then including, uh, you know, ones all over the world. So it's, um, it, it's been good for that. Um, and then as far as um, other apps, I use Zoom for my video recording. Mm -hmm. And um, I use, um, so I have a Mac and I use um, uh, iMovie to do right. the editing there. Um, so I use uh, uh, some graphics software to be able to do the um, uh, intro and out uh, and outro. Right. right. Um, so so it's it's that's about it. Um, and then what you know I I've used uh, Hootsuite. Um, uh, sometimes when I, when I'm going to be traveling and I'm not going to be able to Post manually out. upload. Yeah. Because I do a lot of manual uploading for one reason and one reason alone. Um, the Hootsuite doesn't allow me to tag people in the, uh, in the post. Right. Okay. And so, but I, if I do it manually, I can. And so if I'm, uh, you know, if I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I do it three, I post three times a week or a new episode three times a week. So, uh, but if, if I, if I'm not available to do that, then I'll use Hootsuite to, um, to publish for me. So do you use Hootsuite as a form of promotional tool? No, no, it's strictly a publication. The right, promo, the promo tool is, uh, what I do is I, um, 
Uh, I engage my audience. Uh, mm -hmm. I engage the guest, uh, the guests network. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, you know, and, and, uh, basically, uh, uh, through my network and the people who have been on my show and really enjoy, um, how I, how I handled them. Um, there's a lot of word of mouth that goes on as well. Mm -hmm. No, speaking about promotion. So you mentioned word of mouth. What kind of, um, process do you have in terms of promoting your show? I don't do any paid promotion. Um, mm -hmm. So basically, because I don't charge people to be on my show. So, um, so what I do is, is I, I just um, make sure that um, I've got uh, it well distributed through the social media channels. And then it, um, um, it ends up uh, uh, organically growing from there. Gotcha. Now, you mentioned that you edit your podcast earlier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've been an audio engineer for over three years and I know mm -hmm. the first time I edited my show. <laughs> I, I, I still remember I used it on Audacity and I was trying to play with all the buttons and it was confusing, but it was fun. Could you tell us your experience? You know, how was it like editing the audio the first time? And how is it like editing the audio now? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I, I had the exact same process. It was like, oh, I mean... This is horrible. I took a lot more time. I, you know, I, I, <clears throat> I made all these mistakes, and I, you know, I, I was trying to be a perfectionist. Mm -mm. Um, and now it's very fast. Uh, I probably, oh, let's see. Uh, I would say that it probably takes me fifteen or twenty minutes per episode at the most to do the uh, editing now. So, um, mm -mm. um, and that's that, you know, sometimes less, sometimes a couple minutes more, but, but I've got it down to, uh, uh, pretty, pretty, um, uh, quick turnaround time and, and, uh, it's, it, it works, it works and, uh, it comes across professionally and, and, uh, it works well. Nice. Nice. Now you mentioned you use zoom as a platform to record. Mm-hmm. Was there any other apps that came across your research or was it just a Zoom that sort of like, was it, why Zoom in a nutshell? Uh, so there were a couple of reasons. Um, mm. So I experimented with a couple other platforms as well. And what I found was that I got the least amount of issues from my guest side about getting Zoom to work. Now ah, okay. that because it it just it tends to work really cleanly with everybody's computers or their phones, and um, so I because I don't want to do the tech support. <laughs> okay. that, you know I do not want to do the tech support, and you know so I, I I spend some time depending on who the guests they may be the lighting may be poor or and or their audio might be poor, and I'll spend a few minutes. Um, working with them on that but that's not an issue with their their zoom now of course their if their internet connection is poor um that you know that's going to be a problem for me but um usually what i do is i just reschedule with them if that's the case mm -hmm. and um because i have um i have a large queue 
of people uh, to 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 record. Mm -hmm. So I'm never worried that oh my gosh, if I can't get this person recorded, I'm not going to have a show tomorrow. Let's say right. um, it's not an issue because I you know I, I I have plenty of people already pre-recorded that I've got in the can, as well as a you know a, probably over a hundred that I have in uh, in the queue to be recorded. So um, so I never have an issue with that if they if they have an internet connection, but it's primarily it's just the fact that I don't want to have to do tech support. Gotcha, gotcha. So it's it's actually making things easier not only for you but also for the guests. Yeah, because you think about it, the most guests they've used Zoom before, so yeah. I don't have to teach them how to do this, how mm -hmm. to do that, um, and so it saves a lot of time. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, uh, what? platforms do you what what hosting platform do you um use to actually host your podcast because there's plenty there's plenty out there there's plenty mm -hmm. coming out so you know yep. like what what platform do you use to actually host it on so it's it's hosted on megaphone for the audio gotcha okay. and uh and then um the video one I'll, i hosted on uh, uh i i do um uh the original file uploads i'll do mm. those to youtube and to linkedin again because linkedin b b2b and then i'll just uh for facebook i'll point to my linkedin channel gotcha. I, don't, I don't upload it separately to to, so, to facebook so like you mentioned earlier i think the conversation megaphone is the platform as the hosting platform not just a player and that's it's not just a um not just like a spotify or apple it's, it's actually a hosting platform on its own that's correct, and then it distributes ah. to uh, to all the uh, all the channels. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, now, Pete, like I mentioned earlier, twenty twenty one is the change is a change for podcasting industry as it on its own. Mm -hmm. However, with that change, I believe challenges also are present in that situation. As a podcaster, you know, in this one year journey, I would say. What has been the biggest challenge you have faced as a podcaster? For me, it would be uh, trying to overcome all the noise of all the other podcasts and all the other content that people can be consuming. Because the one drawback to podcasting is that in most cases, there's a low barrier to entry. Mm -hmm. And so you, there's so many of them out there. And I've had a lot of copycats who start uh, doing my, a podcast similar to mine, mm -hmm. and then they only do a few and then they burn out. Um, yeah. So, but that, but, you know, because I've, I've seen it because I've had people in my network say, have you seen this? And, uh, you know, it's, it's I, I look at it as, you know, that's, they're complimenting me because if they're copying me, then I must be doing something right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but you, there's, you have to have a commitment to this and you have to be willing to stick to, um, you know, a consistent schedule. You have to, to, you know, be willing to, uh, have, uh, certain quality standards. It's, it's amazing, Barat, what I've found. And I, you probably, um, have experienced this too. I imagine as a guest on other podcasts where you start scratching your head and you think, how can this, you know, this host be doing this, you know, where they either forget, uh, you know, that they've got you know, on the calendar or, <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. They, or they, or they don't show up on time mm -hmm. or, 
you know, or or whatever. They interrupt you constantly, all these kind of things. And mm. uh, so there's a lot that goes into it to make it a good podcast and something that not only the guests enjoy and and, and uh, have a good experience with, but that the, the listeners uh, really enjoy as well. It's interesting because podcast is just not about audio quality. It's mm-hmm. about content. It's about working on the SEO of your podcast because... Mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot of factors that goes into podcasting, I would say, which is not sort of like, which is the hard work you should put in. Or else, like you said, pot fate happens. They just burn up. Right, right. Now, Pete, you know, you just told us your biggest challenge. If there's a magical tool or a magical app that would solve this problem or any other problem, what would that look like or what would that be? You know what it would be? It would be each time you upload a new episode to whatever platform that you're uploading it to, what it would do is it would automatically go out and look for, let's say, advertisers, sponsors, whatever it happens to be who would be interested in mm-hmm. um, in, in putting, uh, you know, help, helping to sponsor the program. I think that would be a real win for all podcasters that it would automatically go out there. Cause if, you know, you have, in most cases, you have to either have an agency be doing that for you mm-hmm. or you have to, uh, or, or you, hopefully you have such a large podcast following that you have advertisers coming to you. But for the vast majority of us podcasters, you know, having something that would go out there and find the uh, sponsors for you based on your niche audience, Mm -hmm. uh, I think would be a wonderful thing. Interesting. Now, there's a rise in audio rooms in general. Uh Maybe Uh Clubhouse, maybe recently Facebook are actually launching a clone of Clubhouse. LinkedIn Uh are actually launching one as well. Reddit Uh also as well, if I'm not wrong. So there is a rise in audio rooms or there is a rise in audio well, rebirth of audio, like I mentioned earlier. What are your thoughts on this speed? I think it's the reason why Clubhouse has been so popular. It, it mm-hmm. actually, um, when I, I, I'm 56 years old, mm-hmm. and I remember back in the 80s there in, in the US, there was this thing called party lines, um, where you basically, you'd call into like a conference call and you could talk to different people, you know, in, in, a, in a conference room. And so it's very similar to that. And the reason I think it is so um, it, it caught on so quickly is because with, um, with the, the, the COVID restrictions, mm-hmm. all these people, everybody with work and stuff, and maybe personally, were doing all these video conferences with, uh, with Zoom and other platforms. Mm-hmm. And it really is actually burning people out getting that what they call zoom fatigue where you're the problem is is if you continue to look at yourself we're not used to like in a meeting we're not used to looking at ourselves right we we you know if if you think about a classical meeting where you're in person you're looking at other people but you know one of the problems that uh, these these conferencing systems o- offer is they you have a view of yourself maybe smaller but you have a view of yourself and and you know you feel like you have to sit there right um, and in front of front of the camera because let's say your boss is on that call etc and you can't be walking around and doing something else and 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 keeping yourself uh, energized whereas in clubhouse 
you just have the audio and you can, I, I, I've, li- I've been on clubhouse uh, uh, meetings where I'm literally taking a walk outside and I'm listening to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I ha- I'm not worried that, oh, somebody's going to be looking at my camera and I'm moving around or something like that. So the fact that you have the opportunity to just have the audio it gives people a reprieve so that they're not feeling like they have to be in front of the camera. Gotcha. So actually, the fact that, let me put it this way, has Zoom fatigue actually contributed to the rise of Clubhouse? I think it, I think it did because I really believe, mm. I, don't, I, I don't believe it would have hit as great of an impact uh, had we not had COVID-19 That's because true. Yeah. I really don't think so. Um, and so, it, and if you think about it, yeah, it came out uh, earlier than that, but it really started taking off a couple months into uh, the whole social distancing. And if you look at that, it's like, okay, you know, if people were stuck at home and they're, they're constantly on Zoom calls that, where they weren't used to that before, that was, the, I'm sure, fast burnout for people. Mm-hmm. And so they were looking for something else. And, and um, they, you know, and, and it, you know, on, a, you know, on Clubhouse, you don't have to worry. You can have your eyes closed if you want, and you don't have to worry. So it, it gives you that, that, um, that better. Uh, of just listening in and and you know there's a there a couple clubhouse uh, meetings that i i sit in on uh, mm-hmm. i've gotten some great value from because uh it's good conversation so it's actually just creating conversation end of the day mm-hmm. it is Ma- making connections and creating conversations it is it is yeah and and without the uh without the added um pressure of being on the screen on the video screen that yeah yeah that's true i mean COVID has accelerated a lot of things and 2020 and 2021 this whole year i've seen like a lot of apps coming out a lot of um, audio rooms coming out a lot of audio based um audio based softwares you know sort of like just out there in the market and they are successful they're extremely mm-hmm. successful absolutely i i think clubhouse uh, I, I, my prediction is Clubhouse will be a short-lived app. Mm-hmm. Um, my guess is, as you said earlier, Facebook is going to be launching one and LinkedIn is going to be launching one. And the sheer volume of users of those platforms, um, I think, will uh, direct a lot of people away from Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. The um, you know, because I, I know for a fact that the um, the clubhouse uh, groups that I'm on, they're all on primarily on LinkedIn. So right. I, I would think, you know, if if LinkedIn does a good job, they'll pull back those people and they'll be less likely to go to a separate app just to, uh, um, you know, listen in. Plus, you know, they didn't do themselves any favors by only allowing it for iPhones to yeah, start. Exactly. I'm a I'm an Android user, so actually yes. I I had to you know go out borrow an iPhone from my mate, just try out Clubhouse, test out how it sounds like, how it feels like. I like the look and feel, but it's it's just on. It has to be on both Android and Apple. It has to. It absolutely has to. Yeah. has to. I mean, and that that that's like you know for us as podcasters, it would be mm-hmm. ridiculous if we were only publishing to one, uh, you know, uh, to Android yeah. or 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 to 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 Apple, but not both. That yeah. that to me makes no sense. 
completely agree and i, I think they are releasing a uh, android version later this year mm-hmm. but then by the time i re- by the time they release that version I'm pretty sure Facebook would have came into the market in this audio room market in that sense. A lot of players would have been. I think Mark Cuban um is also releasing a fireside chat which is similar to Clubhouse but it's mm-hmm. for podcasting and podcasters. Oh, I'll so be that, interested in looking at that. That that is going to be very it's, it's a very interesting space this audio room um the evolution of audio rooms. And I think it's just going to be very interesting and in how it will pan out in the next year. I think that's something mm-hmm. to look forward to. I do uh, me too me too and it's you know it's just uh it's another version of uh of radio you know if you think about it but mm-hmm. this way it's it's two way yeah Pete it's been almost like 20 minutes into our conversation and you know it's been wonderful and insightful especially the parts where you know you're giving us thoughts on about clubhouse the way you actually researched and set up your um studio your home studio I would say and it's been wonderful it's been an insightful experience uh, for me as a host as a final question i ask this to all guests who come on magic mike what did you have for breakfast this morning pete <laughs> i actually had homemade pancakes <laughs> wonderful <laughs> awesome <laughs> so pete <laughs> thank you so much for coming on magic mike i hope you had a good time on uh, the show and i did uh, I hope the listeners had a great insightful listen and they enjoyed the show as well. Well, Barat, thank you for having me on the show and I really appreciate your listeners' time as well. Thank you.